following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm maybe in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear and the years before uh, and I really hate anything meta so I'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that Ron Artessa's new name <laughs> well add world and peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and Halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases these ones are kind of cool. They put Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Because I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. I got it! Wow! Here it is, the USS Flag aircraft carrier. Imagine being on the deck of this aircraft carrier. USS Flag Aircraft Carrier comes with what you see here. Other figures and equipment sold separately. What's that in the sky? It's Cobra. 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 That's right. Welcome to the Nostalgia Funhouse. I'm Johnny. He's Andrew. And we got one heck of a review for you today as we watched and we're going to review the 19, I think it's 87, right? The 1987 G.I. Joe, the movie, the animated one. Uh, man, first, let's just kick it off the bat. That opening theme to that is mwah, Chef's Kiss. That thing is, that theme by itself was a 10 out of 10. And I'm not even making that up. That thing just, I've listened to it 10 times. I'm not even kidding. It just pumps you up. It's so good. <laughs> you know what? I would normally put in like the trailers for like when I, like the movie review. I'm just going to put in that opening thing. I'm not yeah. going to put in the trailer for like the Facebook post picture or anything. It's just going to be the trailer or not the trailer. It's going to be the intro. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. Uh, I got to say out of, we've been very lucky in the things we reviewed so far that have had really great themes to them. Yes. And, and the original GI Joe theme is a classic, but this just takes that and turns it on its head and just makes some incredible I, I would have I would legit just play this with any playlist I have because it's just is, so fun and good and amazing. And to see them defend the Statue of Liberty, like why would you want to blow up the Statue of Liberty kind of anyways? In a yeah. way? Like there's other things, but just seeing that that's got to. I know why. It's Cobra. Cobra. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it it's got to be like the most like. How do you say it? America type thing in the world. Like, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, as I'm watching this and I'm getting into it, uh, the little kid that lives down the hall, <laughs> aka my son, if you've never, <laughs> if you're new to the show, uh, he was like, Is this why you joined the Marines? And I'm starting to think, like, Did G.I. Joe brainwash me in some way? Because I love G.I. Joe. It is my favorite toy line of all time. I love the cartoon. I mean, G.I. Joe was I stopped kind of collecting Transformers. I got into Ninja Turtles, but G.I. Joe seemed to always be there, no matter what. Yeah, I definitely liked G.I. Joe as a kid, and I would watch it. But like as soon as I discovered Ninja Turtles and Transformers and real Ghostbusters, then there was no more G.I. Joe for me. Uh, but I definitely have very fond memories of it. I mean, who can forget as a kid, just those uh, at the end of every episode, it always had a very special message at the end of G.I. Joe's. And of course, being a big wrestling fan, as soon as they added Sergeant Slaughter, oh. I'm on board, you know, 
but this movie, Andrew, is one that came up recently from our uh, Villains versus Heroes tournament. Yes. Because you added this guy into the tournament of the villains, and I did not know who that was off the first look. It was Nemesis Enforcer. And I actually, we actually got a comment uh, from somebody, which is awesome. You know, didn't totally agree with us, but I'm I'm fine with that. Was, no, you don't have to agree with us. That's all right. He was very polite, very kind. So therefore, you can disagree with us all day long. But pretty much said that Megatron should have lost in the first round. Now, my memory doesn't serve me properly because, um, I don't remember who he fought. I'm yeah, going to lie for that. Uh, Chris K here, and he said, "But this is this is great for me." bad for you but he said but i also believe nemesis enforcer would have beaten a raptor easily not so dumb he could even beat sergeant slaughter so johnny just not getting into too much after watching this movie do you change your mind on nemesis enforcer beating a raptor do we want do you want to just answer this now i can answer this now or we can wait till the end i'll we can wait until the end because there's some other things that I want to bring into the lore of Nemesis and Force. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. America's number one superhero team explodes in the home video screen in their very first major motion picture blockbuster, G.I. Joe the Movie. Premiering exclusively on home video, this brand new multi-million dollar film extravaganza is a masterpiece in mind-blowing animation techniques that make this feature unlike any G.I. Joe you've ever seen. superhero papers. This high-gloss spectacle introduces a whole new cast of kinetic characters that are sure to be a hit with kids across the country. You have nothing to fear but Falcon himself. Miami Vice super cop Don Johnson stars as the voice of Lieutenant Falcon, the playboy whose shenanigans land him in the slaughterhouse. I've been expecting you. Ruled by who else but that patriot of pain, the incredibly awesome Sergeant Slaughter. You're going to war till you wish you were dead. Then it's off to Cobra Land, where the terrifying Galobolus, brilliantly voiced by Burgess Meredith, reveals his plan to destroy the minds of every human on Earth. This visible planet will be ours. <laughs> now, right in their own homes, kids everywhere can see if G.I. Joe can still save the day in this high-budget, high-voltage film showcase of their all-time favorite superheroes. And this is for the U.S. Army! Fasten your seatbelt for the supercharged motion picture debut of G.I. Joe, the movie. Now, I told you that for this hour and a half movie, out of all the things that we've reviewed, and I've taken notes on a lot of stuff, I have, I could describe how many notes I have for this thing. <laughs> I don't have too many. because I, I have to scroll. Of- I have to s- numerous scrolls <laughs> on my uh, notes app on my phone for this thing. Also, the kid from down the hall, because he watched it, he gave me he gave me his score as well. So at the end, I'm, I'm very I'm very curious about that for sure. And we got to rate this out of Yo Joe's. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, by the way, that's my favorite part in this whole thing is the over dramatic Yo Joe's. The Yo Joe's. <laughs> I love how they try to give Cobra uh, a battle cry, other than just Cobra, yeah. and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna move it into Cobra." La, 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 la. Yeah, my favorite part though is yo yo. <laughs> we'll get into that too, because that's he's in a coma. <laughs> because this is not this is a movie, but this came out as a mini series first on TV in Which the- makes sense to me. And then they did a direct to video because of Transformers the movie and My Little Pony the movie. Yeah. Did not do so well in the box office. Also remember a Care Bears the movie, yeah, kind of came around this time. Hasbro, that one was huge. Uh, that's probably 
number three. Uh, number th- I give that number three. If I had to pick toy line movies, oh no, that's number four. No, that's uh, the power sword, the He Man and Chira power sword. <laughs> that gets me. Yeah, Rainbow Bright one. That was a damn good one too. I haven't seen that in years, but that was a damn good one. Shout out to Rainbow Bright. We got to talk about Rainbow Bright at some point. <laughs> Big Rainbow Bright. Well, I didn't have like the dolls or anything, but I. I I watch me some Rainbow Bright. Yeah, but point is, you love this. I this love, movie. Yeah, I do. This is definitely number two behind Transformers. The movie. I don't think this movie's as great as Transformers. The movie kind of a little bit of a sneak preview in there, but I do say this is great. I own this on Blu-ray. This was a much buy as I became an adult because this is something that I would see in the video section and be like, I want to rent this because yeah. Uh, where before Blockbuster in the Niagara Falls area, we had a sweet video store called Video Factory. And the more videos you rented, they give you Video Factory dollars that you could trade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my dad would save up the Video Factory dollars and I would be able to go into the lovely, for some reason, now that I'm thinking back, it was kind of like a cage, uh, <laughs> but it was supposed to be like a room. Uh, go into the kids section and he's like, hey, just rent whatever you want, which is like mind blowing. So I go back there and I got to, you know, rent like G.I. Joe, the movie. That's how I got the got hooked on kind of a little bit of the 1960s Batman because that movie was back there as well. Yeah. But yeah, this is a this is a big part of my childhood right here in the G.I. Yeah. Joe, the movie. I definitely remember it, but I think I've only seen it as a kid and I haven't seen it in two plus decades easily. Also, some uh, heavy hitters here as well, because yes, we got Don Johnson at the height of Don Johnson fame in 1987 as Lieutenant Falcon. Johnny has, I'm pretty sure, some notes on that as well. I do. Very strong notes on Falcon, but we'll get to that. And I did not realize this until a couple of years ago, but Burgess Meredith plays Globius. Which yes. Awesome. That's Burgess Meredith. Yeah, that rules. And you get the third build guy, you can't forget him. Who's that? Oh, Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter. Yeah, that's a given. You mentioned Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, but you got to mention him again. That's Sergeant freaking Slaughter. He's gonna put me in the Cobra Clutch. <laughs> he will. I never understood that. His move the- is called the Cobra Clutch, and he's GI Joe. Is it because he's clutching Cobra? Yeah, he puts Cobras in the Cobra Clutch. Okay, I know he yeah. had the move way before like GI Joe even came. Yeah, out. still, it's very cool. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter, who's not really a sergeant, but still cool. Uh, but so this one is a little different. You got to say from normal GI Joe, GI Joe at at this point is just strictly military. GI Joe, as you know from the song, is a covert, you know, missions operation force, whatever how they say it. Yeah. Uh, to go up against Cobra, and then. In this one, it kind of turns into more, a little bit more science fiction in a way. Yeah, I have notes on that later on, too, because uh, I have some questions. I told you I do have questions in these as well, because I would assume you were way more into the lore of this than I am. And I'm very curious about some stuff. Uh, but let's you want to just kind of give the overall gist of the of the movie and then we'll dive into it. Yeah, because uh, in the beginning of Panthona, I'm going to spoil it. It's a. Uh, person from cobra law we'll get into that point too comes to visit the new cobra emperor serpentor who is a genetically created frankenstein-like creature from the greatest evil leaders of all time that is kids worthy that you could put on there that right i think like napoleon he's got some napoleon in him he's got like genghis khan i forgot who else he doesn't got anybody else crazy if you're younger and you never watched the creation of Sepentor. Yeah. Kind of created behind Cobra Commander's back. But this is where they find out that this idea of Sepentor was planted into Dr. Mindbender. Great name for a doctor. Uh, or, well, an evil doctor. Into I was Dr. about to say. Yes. <laughs> into Dr. Mindbender's head to create Sepentor to help lead Cobra. And they find out they need this new machine called the Broadcast Energy Transmitter, or as I just call it around my house, that. 
yeah to help out the the cobras that have been hiding in the himalayas for over thousands of years because man took over and the ice age happened and cobra the cobras and cobra la use more organic technology than us meddling barbarian humans as they called it where we use mechanical technology and this is where we find about cobra commander who is not always a human because you always wondered underneath that hood and that shiny mirror mask who is underneath there and find out that he is a member of cobra law and he was sent out to destroy the humans so that's pretty much I, they need to get this to open up spores that are going to be shot up into space they need the broadcast energy generator to open up the spores in space so they rain down and then turn all humans back into kind of like neanderthals in a way yeah real quick because i don't have this in my notes Kerber commander though he does say after, when we'll get into what happens to him his exact words was i was a human he literally says he was a human though like that's, that's his quote yeah, I guess they were like humanoid type people because he got into an experiment. Yeah, but I mean, he literally says that, but I mean, we'll get to that. That's that's why I was confused by that, too. Um, that's not the only thing I get confused about in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that is confusing because that's is where when they get into Cobra Law, you meet uh, Nemesis Enforcer. Who yeah. Has a great, great entrance is in there and then Globulus as well, who's like that this weird snake-like thing that kind of floats around in a glob. Yeah. It makes sense. Half man, half snake that floats around in a glob. A lot of snakes in Cobra, which it makes sense. Yes. And there, because I don't know why, G.I. Joe gets a little crazy because I even looked at this, is because they got to, they have to attack them for the good old bet there, broadcast energy transmitter. And instead of just letting Cobra retreat, Duke's like, hey, we have Sepentor here. This team, we're going to take Sepentor back to the base. You guys go follow Cobra and just end this for once and for all, I guess. I, yeah, like stupid move, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's when they get caught up in Cobra La and Nemesis Enforcer. Yeah. I always, uh, as soon as I heard Cobra La 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 La, yeah. I immediately thought, did the rock have any, is this where the rock was influenced here from this movie? <laughs> well, they stole it from, can you guess? Shangri-La. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Well, my first at the beginning of this basically opens up with uh, everybody's favorite commander, Cobra Commander. Yes. Pretty much get mutinied. <laughs> yeah. I, I was kind of happy. I'm not a Cobra Commander fan. I'm not going to lie. I'm all... But he's a really famous bad guy in, in pop culture. Very famous no. bad guy. Do you know who my co favorite Cobra leader is? Who's that? I was always a big Destro guy. I mean, he looks cool. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, everybody knows Cobra Commander. He's a big, big deal. This is the same of, of like, if Megatron got mutinied. <laughs> this would be on that level to me. Yeah. Uh, but what's funny is they mutiny him with just truth and facts. They hit him with, like, yeah, they just truth after movie. truth. Yes. He's, like, really, he's really bad at his it's job. It's kind of like a... You, like, I know adults write children's cartoons, but it's like if adult, like if a parent was like, Hey, I'm going to speak the logic to you about how terrible Cobra commander is. And yeah. that's what they did. Like we know he's terrible. He always loses, never wins. He has terrible plans for everything. He's gained nothing. Yeah. But in also in fairness in children's animation, like, I mean, you can literally chop it up to any of the bad guys. Like, Megatron lost all the time. Shredder lost all the time. You know, so... But what I'm saying is all their things they say about him in a negative way are all true. You can't deny these things. <laughs> but uh, that's when... What's her name when she shows up? You said her name. I can't remember her name. Pythana. Yeah, she shows up. And she's just throwing these squishy crabs at people to talk about. Because it's like an organic weapon. No, I get it, yeah. But it looked like a squishy crab. I'm just kind of describe it to people. Uh squishy crab knocking, and she gets into this this uh this base fairly easily, but it's a really cool action sequence, though. There is a lot of great action sequences. Yes. Yes, I'd agree there. 
Uh, but one of the notes I had is one of the things I try to notice is when a a show does like a special movie version of itself, if it's animated, like do they step up the animation for the movie? Um, this is about the same, but it makes sense to me that you said it was it was way more for like a made for TV thing. Yeah, because yeah, they were like, we screwed up big time on GI Joe and My Little Pony. We're not doing this again. Yeah, so that made sense to me. But what's really funny is as she's attacking, getting to this base, like, hey, we got to go stop this intruder because they don't know who she is yet. And they all just start listening to Cobra Commander again when they literally just spent ten minutes destroying any credibility he had. Yeah. <laughs> but then all of a sudden he's giving orders again and they're following him around like well, doing what he says. He's still like second in command in a way because the Pentor got captured in the Himalayas. Well, this is before that, right? No, no, they're still leading to Sepent. Oh, they're listening to yeah, they are listening to him. But I think it was because he was trying to he's trying to keep Sepentor safe. The point is I if you're a, if you're a leader and they've just had all and you just said all your credibility stripped from you, how do you still be the leader right after that? I don't care what's happening. <laughs> like why? Like literally, these people who have just maybe the trial wasn't done all the way. Well, we know it's not because he gets put on trial technically again later yeah. on. Gee, I forgot him. He does get put on trial. This is like the persecution of Cobra Commander. <laughs> yes, this movie. If you could dumb, if you just want to. "Quote unquote, dumb it down." It's a Cobra Commander slash Falcon movie. Yes, this is just of it. Mistake redemption, mistake redemption. Yeah, but uh, I one of my notes here though is this: this first ten minutes of this movie is amazing. It's really fun action. Obviously, the theme song we talked about. This, but it's an action packed first ten minutes because almost as suddenly as you figure out who this lady is, they're attacking GI Joe, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> one of my notes here is. I'm going to read my note verbatim. I'd hate my name to be Snow Job, though I bet it's enjoyable. <laughs> what about Chicken does the boss with that? It's a code job for Snow Job. You might want to rethink that. Have you ever seen that one? <laughs> they do a whole thing on Snow Job where they're like, okay, Joe's, there's a there's a problem in the Amazon jungle. And Snow Job's like, we're on it, Duke. And they're like, uh, I don't think you should go, Snow Job. He's like, why? <laughs> He's like, because your blinding white uniform is it's going to stand out in the jungle. Yeah. Look up Robot Chicken. Well, yeah, okay. You can probably do it because put Robot Chicken, then Snow Job. Not yeah. Snow Job, Robot Chicken. I'll look up whichever way I want to. Oh, well, there was a time where I wasn't thinking I looked up hot young actors. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how I learned. That's how I should look it up too. So that's you're helping me out. Uh, but then after this, uh, this, this whole action thing, this is where we're kind of. Oh, was Falcon God. a part of the show before this? Uh, no. So you're gonna take that back about Snow Job. I oh. like Snow Job. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> what a sentence. <laughs> I just looked who the voice actor was for Snow Job. Who's the voice actor? Rob Paulson. Okay, that rules. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> snow job for snow job now. Snow job rules. I'm all for snow job. Give me all the snow job. <laughs> <laughs> if you notice, I didn't say I hated snow job. I just said what a name to have a snow job. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was very curious about. I have a lot of notes about Falcon. So this is the first. Time, is this the first time we actually meet Falcon? Yeah, because this is kind of. Um like they were doing with Transformers where they're like, hey. Trying to do another leader type guy. With the old new, yeah. and with the new, like, hey, we're going to introduce these guys and you're going to you're gonna try and like them. Yeah. Well, it's kind of revealed later on that he's half brothers with, uh, with Duke, right? Yeah, I guess in one of the original scripts, he was supposed to be General Hawk's son, which would make a little Since bit. Since for his name. Yeah. Yeah. But then they were like, you know what? We'll go with the half brother thing. Not even yeah. full brothers. They're like half brothers. Yeah. Two but you hands. you meet him, and he's taking a blonde, this blonde lady, on a date, and you discover who she is later. But yeah, uh, he thinks it's just a date, and he's uh, he's doing a thing that you see in a lot of these movies where 
he's showing all these things that a civilian should never see because he's trying to impress his date. And uh, that's when Duke walks in on it and he starts giving the right act. And Falcon starts saying some stuff. And my first note here is, am I wrong? I, I'm, Falcon is obviously way in the wrong here, right? <laughs> he is, but he is ranked higher. Because I don't know what Duke's rank is. But I figure once you go to G.I. Joe, rank gets thrown out unless you're like General Hawk. Yeah, but everybody, if you just say who's the leader of G.I. Joe. It's a Duke. Yeah, Duke exactly. General Hawk. Flint's, in, Flint's behind Duke as far as I understand. Yeah. Because I don't know why Wild Bill was on the court-martial court. I know you got to be an officer to fly, but while yeah. I, that, that was the first time I ever noticed Wild Bill up there. And Well, he's barely in this. Poor Wild Bill. Poor but Wild Bill. Boy, uh, Frank Welker. Yeah. Um, well, there's about the three new Joes or the more of the new Joes. Oh, I was getting into that. Yeah. Okay. We're going to get into that. Yeah. Uh, but my point was Falcon was obviously waiting wrong on this in this argument and him trying to quote unquote justify it where he was just saying, Hey, you need to basically just tell him Duke to chill out. It's yeah. basically what he was doing when Duke's like, we, this is literally where we just capture like one of the biggest, uh, terrorist that in the gi joe world is here <laughs> on this facility and you're just showing this girl around like it's nothing uh but this is also when you kind of introduce to some new characters right yeah. uh what, what what's the what's the lady's name she's kind of a ninja well she is a ninja i don't know why i said kind of she's jinx jinx and which is really funny that's her name because she hates being called that oddly enough but uh then you I have a quote of hers later on that I can't wait to run by you because I rewound it three times to make sure that's what she said. Uh, but next one is the MP law and his dog order. Makes sense. Love it. And that dog's great, by the way. How did you feel about uh, I'm going to ask you about this last one left. Uh, then you got an EOD specialist and tunnel rat an undercover officer in chuckles. And then the last one Former basketball player, Big Lob. They really, later on, he's really, he's, he's kind of the hero of this whole movie, though. Uh, he's sort of the, I mean, he doesn't sacrifice himself, but it definitely reminded me of that scene in Independence Day where the, where, isn't that Randy Quaid? I think it's who it is. Yeah. Who, who flies his ship up into the UFO to blow it up. That's kind of what he does here, really. But yeah, he he lays on the basketball stuff. <laughs> And he's the only and he's the only G.I. Joe who's just basically he's just dressed like a basketball player. <laughs> Even oh, who was it? They did have a football player later on called Captain Gridiron, and he was dressed like a regular Joe. The only thing that was different was on his his uh like helmet. He had like a like a football face mask. But like they went crazy with Big Lob here. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to make sure you knew he was a basketball player. Yeah, uh, so you, you meet these people. Um, Jinx to me is obviously the standout of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's I immediately liked her. I thought she was pretty great. Well, because there's only like there's only two female GI Joes at this point, also. Yeah, yeah, uh, but she's pretty great. Um, here's some Falcon notes I have for you, though. Andrew, you can clean it up. You can clean this up. But what was the first note I sent to you in our text message about Falcon? <laughs> uh, that he is, and I quote, a piece of shit. Yes. <laughs> All right. He is awful. Falcon is just truly awful. He's a walking sexual harassment nightmare is what this guy is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Falcon is definitely... Yeah. To date this is to put it definitely Falcon is that guy yes. in the 80s. And to get Don Johnson, I'm not saying John Don Johnson's like a womanizer, but Don Johnson was like a pretty good choice to play Falcon in this. Yeah, yeah. That's no knock on on him, but this character, like when he's talking to Jinx and it's sort of establishing that they've had like they're kind of into each other, despite the fact that he just brought a blonde on the base. Yeah, he uh, for anything. Yeah, uh, but he like how he says hey to her is he kind of gives her a little tap on the behind, yeah. basically. Uh, and I just started laughing at like how this is, this just would not happen today. <laughs> Can I say my heart goes out to Beachhead for having to train these recruits? 
I just wish <laughs> Snowjob and Beachhead would like just get together and have one heck of a team. <laughs> Be beachhead. <laughs> uh, but my heart goes out to him because these guys are not doing what Beachhead is trying to teach them to do. They're just kind of doing their own thing. I mean, they're getting the job done. Yeah. Rat takes the shortcut on the obstacle course. Big Lob, you know, does beat it as well. Uh, Law uses order. That's, oh my goodness, I never thought I'd say something like that. Law uses his dog order to find the bomb. And then he thinks he's playing fetch with the bomb. Uh, Jinx uses her own special way to beat Beachhead in the spot. Which is to blindfold herself. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel for you, Beachhead. You're just trying to train them in the Joe way, and they're not listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's just it's just really funny how, like, if they had if anybody wanted to do like a, a parody of this movie, the first thing you would do is the second that he smacks her behind, like the next thing is him in HR getting a talk and a talking to. Or you could go the opposite, but I'm not going there. Uh, no, 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 no. I didn't, I, no. Uh, my next note though is this kind of. Gets into what you're saying about this being sci-fi. Is <laughs> this is a legit note? Again, it had been a long time since I've seen any GI Joe. But here's my question to you: Does GI Joe take place on Earth? Yes. Okay. <laughs> if you just watch this, if you don't see any other GI Joe and you just watch this, I guarantee you, I'm not the only one asking this question. No, I think uh, Jacoby asked the same question, kinda. Yeah. It, it does get confusing when it comes to this part, but G.I. Joe is Earth. Like, this is America right here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my next note again is I really it's, hate Falcon. I put that it's funny sure. because they don't work with, like, I think there's a couple episodes where they're like, hey, this world leader over here, but they don't acknowledge Russia until the next, like, thing of G.I. Joe, which came out in, I think, late 80s early 90s where cobra commander got a whole new look yeah yeah um it, this now what you said to me earlier about this being a made for tv thing makes way way more sense to me as i'm watching this because i didn't know that going in uh and my first because i have a note here it was like this would probably work better as like a three-part episode yeah, for me was, was, which is which is what you're saying makes sense to me because it's a made for tv movie i guess it was five part yeah it would have to be five parts yeah yeah, yeah, yeah worry yeah. about commercials right yeah uh, so that makes sense. Uh, but the gist of it that happens here is the you, you get to find out that that quote-unquote blind lady wasn't who she says she was. She was actually a cobra. And she got all the information she needed from when Falcon was showing her around. She was a subgroup of cobra. The no, yes, yes, oh. yes. They, uh, but just is uh, they can go in and, and take back, uh, break out their, their snake guy, break him out and get him out of there because, of what, because of what Falcon I'd had done. His name is Sepentor, and you put some respect on his name. I want to. I can't remember it, though. <laughs> I, this is the problem with me. It's, I remember this. It's not from wanting to disrespect said snake guy. I just can't remember that name. Uh, it's But, like, it's his fault that they're able to get in there and get him out, basically. And he gets all the blame. And, of course, uh, he's going to get court-martialed, uh, by the way, as he should. <laughs> But to go back to that scene where they're breaking him out, that was kind of awesome because as he's like explaining to somebody about how they got to get through each one, they're getting through those things. Cobra is getting through each one. Oh, like, because not only does is it Falcon's fault they know how to, but Falcon's put on guard duty and he's not and, doing guard duty. No, he got a camera. He got put on the cameras, and Bazooka <laughs> and all of them are down there. And they actually got to like sit there and watch this broadcast energy transmitter. But Falcon is in trouble and all he's got to do is watch cameras. No, it should be the other way around. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. Maybe it's not totally Falcon's fault, but he's definitely has a share to blame with that on top of what he just got in trouble for. Right. Yeah. So court martial is not out of the question for me. Like it makes sense that he's on court martial. <laughs> yeah. And I love it how he's. Man, but then, you know, but then, but then Duke basically yeah, comes in and saves his career, right? He says, Hey, 
I know underneath there's a good there's a good Joe basically, and he goes, you know, just let's let you know. So he's still gonna get punished, but he but Duke saves his career by the way, saves it. And then how does Falcon thank him? He blesses his heart. <laughs> Pretty much, he's like, "Why would you do that? Don't do that." And then Falcon gets sent to the slaughterhouse. That's right. That's right. So. He's uh, he has to get on a helicopter, and they literally just push him out of it. <laughs> and he almost dies, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and he has to go to the slaughterhouse, which... Uh, and it, which of course is Sergeant Slaughter. But he yeah. has like it was like three or four other guys that are with him. It's like three, uh, I think, right? Yep. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter and his renegades, consisting of an ex Viper mercenary, former football player Red Dog. And former acrobat Taurus. Who's the guy who just randomly spits on a scorpion? I think that's the Viper Mercy. That just made me laugh. Mercy. He just just randomly spits on a scorpion. I think that's him because that was the other thing, too, that I noticed in this is like before as a kid, it made it for some reason made sense. So he meets like the ex Cobra Trooper. Yeah. And he has the cobra symbol, but it's clearly like crossed out. And he's like, yeah. Cobra, and he's like gonna fight him. It's clearly crossed out, Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. It's obvious that he's saying no to Cobra. I gotta go. I'm gonna go on record and say Falcon is supposed to be like the hot rod. Like compare hot rod to this. And Falcon falls short of hot rod in every aspect. Even I uh, million percent agree. Got Optimus Prime killed. That's right, that's but there's a mint of guilt there. Other one, <laughs> Hot Rod is way more likable though, from, even from the beginning, than yeah. Falcon is. He's much more humble. Where Falcon is not humble, not at all, not in the least. Yeah. Uh, all right, so then it kind of cuts back, and we get to see uh, Kerber Commander's on trial yet again. <laughs> always on trial. He's always on trial, and his punishment because he's found guilty. His punishment is they turn him. Into uh, a snake, basically, he mm-hmm. becomes a, a cobra. He literally becomes a cobra, and um, this is when they're going to throw him in back in the jail where they have the previous GI Joes have been captured, including Snowjob. And they make a break during that point, right? And Cobra Commander kind of helps. Who's who's the guy who rhymes that he helps? Who rhymes a lot? What's his name? Oh, Roblox. Roblox. Yeah, and uh, they kind of become a really Fun. Like I wouldn't mind seeing more of that that tandem of him and Cobra Commander. Like they were kind of fun together in a way. They were because Roblox gets blinded. Right. Yeah. Cobra Commander saves them from a trap because they like let the Joes out or something, and then they get thrown into that trap. Yeah, it's like these vines that will take you and capture you, and you can't get out of them. And uh, heads up for Quick Kick for being in the Himalayas without any shirt and shoes, man. That's pretty huge. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's- I did see that. But yeah, so Roblox gets blinded and Cobra Commander's his eyes. And I love it where he's like, I'll tell you where to go. And all he does, his first command is not like go straight, go left, go left. He just says run. run. I'm like, yes. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, where is he running to? Yeah, okay. <laughs> just run, I guess. That, that's an interesting dynamic that I think... It was uh it reminds me of enemy minds in a way where you kind of have to trust your enemy in a certain yeah. situation. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, I think so too. Like I, I I really liked that that where they had to they really had to end up relying on each other despite them being on obviously very opposite sides of things. Yeah. Uh, so I did enjoy that. That's probably one of my favorite parts of this movie is just those two having to do that and the whole Cobra Commander thing uh because i have another question about him later on okay uh but uh, he's basically turning slowly turning into a snake uh but then it cuts back to uh falcon is is finally starting to show some promise and um that's when sergeant slaughter gets the news that hey we need you to go in and infiltrate and find out what cobra's up to and falcon gets the idea right off the bat he goes we shouldn't take any weapons to make us more of a challenge and my note was, what an idiot. 
but it is Sergeant Slaughter and the Renegade. So they're kind of like a little <laughs> stupid crazy though. special force. But you can if you're taking they go to the, the yeah, they go to the Terradrome and a lot of drones in cartoons, not yeah. a lot of domes. Uh it, they get in there, but you figure you could grab some Cobra weapons and go to town. That's what's funny. Here's my notes because here's my notes exactly verbatim. Well, this happens in a span of five minutes. Let's take no weapons. Falcon is an idiot. And then my next note is they immediately get weapons. And also just so you know, bombs are weapons. <laughs> Anything's a weapon. Yeah. But it's just well, take no weapons and they've had bombs on them the whole time. Well, that's like that chuckles guy. And he's like, Hey, you got to run a beat on those Cobra hisses and destroy them. And all that chuckles guy does is run through the fire of the Cobra tank and whips a missile at it. Yeah. <laughs> But this basically kind of leads to the big fight at the end, is this, the big battle. And this is when we go, we kind of cut back to the new recruits, right? And they're told, hey, we need you to stay here. But they find out that, um, they kind of find out the whole thing of what Cobra's wanting to do, right? That you said, they're wanting to release these spores all over the earth. Mm -hmm. And so they know that the Joes are in a lot of trouble, and they're the only ones that know this. So, of course, all the vehicles are taken except for a helicopter. And they, and they're two things about this helicopter. Why are the blades bent? Well, not only that, but they don't start. And they make that one poor guy get up there and actually physically start the blades and it just stays there. So, the other funny thing is when they crash. Yeah. They should be dead, by the way. That crash should literally yeah. kill all of them, especially that guy who's not even inside the helicopter. Jacoby should be dead. Jacoby is kind of not like a laughing horrified in a way. Like, what is going on here? He's like, that poor dog. They're all strapped in. And yes. that dog just. <laughs> yes. He was like, is the dog dead? The dog does not die. Oh, and by the way, here's the thing I was going to say that Jinx says. Because I rewound this four times. Maybe I'm just hearing what I want to hear. But the, but she goes the first because she's trying to, she's the one who's trying to hotwire the helicopter. Yeah. And she goes the first person to mention me being bad luck, gets a knuckle massage. <laughs> yeah, no, I got that. <laughs> a yeah. Knuckle massage. By the way, if she's giving it, sign me up. <laughs> Maybe that's for Falcon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe at least at the snow job. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> the new team, Jinx. <laughs> no job in beach hat. <laughs> I'd watch that. Uh, and I probably can look it up on certain websites and find it. But also in this fight, something horrifying happens. That's right. Falcon is fighting. Uh, what's his name? Say Sepen it for me. Sepentor. And he's about to get killed when... Duke runs in and and basically takes the that terrible blow yeah for for his half for his half brother not a, and, not a terrible blow <laughs> yes terrible blow and so all the Joes are surrounding Duke their fallen leader and honestly it looks like he's dying the way they said this okay. up you think he's you literally think he's dying because he was supposed to they were gonna oh this is the original it. thing okay so this falls into kind of like that Transformers movie thing. Duke was yeah. supposed to die. But they were like, ugh, we made a huge mistake killing off Optimus Prime. Even though you couldn't buy a Duke after a certain point, they were like, we're not going to kill him off. That's why you hear Scarlet go, oh, he's in a coma. Like, she just knows he's in a coma, even though he's yeah. in there. Yeah. They don't. They don't do any. By the way, they don't have any sort of doctor really look at him or any of that kind of stuff. They no. just know he's in a coma. But his like first aid doesn't come by. Doc right. doesn't come by. Scarlet, Doctor Scarlet is like he's in a coma. But my one of my other favorite parts of this movie is where his last words. And you think there's his last words because you don't hear the coma part. Coma part till after this, where he goes, "Yo, Joe." And it's very, it's very dramatic, very, very dramatic. And then she goes, "He's in a coma." And then um, uh, the other guy, who's the one who's in charge, the the, the big wig guy, he's there. General Hawk. He turns around with tears in his eyes. It <laughs> goes, "Yo, Joe." Absolutely loved how dramatic 
and over the top that was. That was so great. If I hadn't just heard about a knuckle massage right before that, I would have been really affected by that. But I wasn't I was, affected by Duke like I was Optimus Prime. Oh, me neither. I have way more of a connection to Optimus Prime, but still, for GI Joe lore, that's a big time, right? That's a major. That's a major thing. Uh, but this is basically when this movie turns into like an animated Starship Troopers. Yeah, with the bugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it when he's like, "You got to shoot them in the belly." Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that was a little, I don't know. I found like that whole thing was like a little ridiculous. Like kind of like that it was like the Starship Troopers. Like they're giant worms. You couldn't have attacked the humans at any other point. Right, yeah. It's a lot of fun action, don't get me wrong. But it's, it's... but then like your main three bad guys ended up fighting your kind of your main three good guys, which is what you want. You don't want to boil down to that. Mm -hmm. But my absolute favorite part of this is the character is cracking apart, and Falcon is on one side of this giant chasm that he can't get across. Now, on the other side, of course, is Jinx and a certain Sergeant Slaughter. So they got to think quick how are we going to save Falcon? And I know I got a great idea here, Jinx. I'm going to grab you and swing you around. And then as you're swinging, hey, Falcon, grab her feet. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. <laughs> it's like it's the greatest, stupidest way to save someone I've ever seen in a cartoon. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> during this uh the last fight in uh in Cobra La, they just uh sent up the spores to space, got the BT going. So they're about to uh explode the spores over earth so it's yeah. an erase of time and i love their time was it wasn't any type of worm it was a time worm once the time worm yeah. reaches the end of the stick Makes sense. yeah <laughs> do you have a time worm in your house i got like kind of <laughs> probably <laughs> once it reached the end of the stick the spores will explode, explode. And, and earth will return back to cobra law state so basically falcon uses the the BET machine and overloads them, overloads it, and it destroys the spores, basically. Yes. Is, is the gist of that. Um, now, during this fight, let's go ahead and get in this part because we're, we're getting down to the end here. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the bad guy that you brought up. Nemesis Enforcer. Nemesis Enforcer fights my favorite, Joe, Sergeant Slaughter. Now, they'd previously had a encounter before uh, which wasn't really that much of a fight, right? Like they they didn't even really hurt each other. Something happens, and and the enforcer had to go save uh, the the snake guy. I'm sorry, I'm like on these names. So Pentor. Yeah, and when you- so they actually have a real fight here. <laughs> There's a real fight here, and don't get me wrong, I'm very happy about this because I'm a Sergeant Slaughter guy. Sergeant Slaughter destroys him <laughs> and throws him into a a, a, a chasm. And and defeats him. He does, but I think that's what you kind of had to do because. Oh no! I get. Uh, trust me, I understand. I get it. They kind of but away from the science fiction thing after this. Yes, but I'm going to go and answer your question about what I think. Could he be defeat the raptor? I really try to look at this question without being biased, and, uh, which on, is man. very difficult for me based on what I saw yesterday of this guy because. While he is very cool, don't get me wrong, he's very cool. He's got he's very strong. He can fly. He's got like those what are those things on his arms? Those claw like things? Those yeah, sharp like, kind of like a talent or something like that. Yeah, they seem to be pretty much like Wolverine's type of claws, sort of, where they can kind of go through anything really. Uh so he looks cool. Don't get me wrong. He looks really cool. He's got a really nice power set. Um but in the gist of things, he's like he's like um a really powerful uh, gopher boy in a way. Like, hey, go oh. go do this, go do that for me. Uh, I'm trying to think of who you're reminding me of in X-Men. Um, what was that guy's name? He was part of the the, the Sheer Empire, the Galactus. Was it Galactus? No, no, not Galactus. Gladiator. Gladiator, thank you, yes. That's Super who you're reminding me of. Yeah, uh, in a way. I'm not taking anything away from him. If he's fighting just one Raptor, he probably does win. But I'm going to just say that I think multiple Raptors would take him down because Sergeant Slaughter, who is 
just a guy who's worked out a lot. Yeah, but in defense, though, Sergeant Slaughter is pretty because he is pretty strong because he did beat the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, it's fair. Enough. You're right. You know what? That's fair. That is fair. Okay. <laughs> I'm you just know, saying. I'm, I'm Team Slaughter, so you're not gonna. <laughs> he, <laughs> yes. There was Iraqi sympathizer Sergeant Slaughter that beat. Yes. <laughs> I don't talk about that one. That one. That one doesn't <laughs> exist to me. Uh, but, um. I did. I will say I understand why you think he's so cool. I do think if I'd grown up with more nostalgia for this movie, I would have felt the same way. Um, but uh, um, he he's fine, and I am glad that he lost though. In uh, this movie, it's a good guys win as they yeah. should. But the, here's my question: So you know, you kind of know what happens after this movie, right? In GI Joe. Yeah, pretty much. Like a little. Does Cobra? Does Cobra Commander stay a snake? Because they never. No. He never. No, he comes back in like this weird uniform. Like he's got like this helmet on, but it's a lot more. It's not. I don't even know how to put it. It's a little bit. When you say in cartoons, just in cartoons, Cobra Commander's uh, helmet, his face mask is iconic. Really. Yeah, they get rid of that. Like the new one, I never had the original Cobra Commander growing up. I always had, I think it was like the 1990 something, 92 maybe version. I'm trying to find it because I remember they came out with the, here, I'm preparing myself for a joke. They came out with the 10 inch ones. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and that was, uh, and they uh, yeah, sponsors blue chew. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying because even in this movie, I'm to find a picture of them. Because even in this movie, when his mask falls off, like my jaw kind of dropped a little bit. Like, oh my gosh, we're going to see his face. You never. Right? You don't really though. You see, because he's already starting to turn into a snake by then. Okay, so this is. Okay. Yeah, send me the picture if you don't mind. Uh, let me try and find a good one. So this here it is. So this is the picture of the new Cobra Commander when they kind of, I wouldn't say they rebooted it in a way, but there was like way different newer things in 19, this is 1989. Okay. Um, let me get this going for you. I got to log into like Messenger and everything. Uh. But yeah, he gets like this weird snorkel type thing. Uh, it's It stays a little bit more with the crazier weaponry. And there's new people in Cobra. Like there's this one guy, oh, he shoots rocket launchers. Why did I send you? How did that happen? You sent me the link to our own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this nostalgia. Oh, you know why? This sounds that's good. the last thing I copied. <laughs> I didn't go into downloads because I downloaded it. I didn't copy it. Okay, there's what Cobra Commander. Oh, is. I don't like that design. It's it's not a very good one. They, I think they realize that it's kind of dying after this point. Yeah, because you got to figure Transformers kind of was going out of style at this point. And so this is where they start. They bring in like. uh a little bit more of like robot troopers at one point. Yeah, it looks way more. They go sci-fi too to me. That suit. Destro go has gold. He has a gold head. Well, so he he ranked up. Yeah, and it, it's it's very it's the same, but it's a very different GI Joe as well. Like it just reintroduces all new characters. So this is kind of definitely the end of an era. But yeah. Cobra Commander does come back, even though he does help roadblock at one point win a fight but he goes back and he's like oh i'm gonna just go back to cobra all right well that's that's the movie uh andrew out of all these movies just based on this movie not based on any other gi joe stuff which character uh, would you want to be oh that's a good question um i wouldn't want to be snow job uh or we got to pick a Joe and Cobra or just one? That's up to you. That's up to you. So if I'm going to pick a Cobra, I want to be Nemesis Enforcer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I want to be a Joe, I always like Beachhead. 
I mean, who doesn't like Beachhead? Yeah. Uh, the character I want to be, of course, is, I mean, it's very obvious. It's no job. And I feel for Beachhead, like I said, because as a person that used to have to train people for jobs. Yeah. You it's always, an annoying job. <laughs> it's a very annoying job. Especially yeah. when you're like, this is how you're going to do it. And they kind of go off beat. And then after a while, you're like, well, as long as you get it done and I don't get it. Yeah. And speaking of jobs, I would obviously want to be snow job. And uh, just think of all the benefits for me in snow job. First of all, there's only certain uh, missions you're going to get sent on because you're only good for certain ones. Yeah. Unless it's in the snow. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I already know, like, I want to have a lot of off to, uh, a lot of me time. <laughs> I'm going to have a lot of me time for the snow jobs. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, if I had to pick a, a, a Cobra, I have a soft spot for Cobra Commander in this. Uh, just because. Part. Yeah. Yeah. So he really gets humbled majorly in this movie. But then so, he comes back to being a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to be mine. All right, so here's the big question before we give our scores for this. Oh, I wanted to tell you one other thing. So okay, go ahead. It's not the original script for G.I. Joe the movie. Oh, really? So it was completely rewritten uh, by a guy, I believe, Bugs, Buzz Dixon. And he the only thing he kept in from the original script was Nemesis Enforcer. Yeah, because he's gonna sell because he looks cool and I think he would sell toys. Oh, I had a nemesis enforcer toy. Yeah, yeah I get that. hundred percent understand that. Okay. But that was <laughs> pretty much what I wanted to just state. We kind of went over through all the other stuff about how Hasbro did horrible in the movie theater. So they were like, we're just gonna keep this and Duke should have died, but didn't die because Optimus yeah. Prime died for you, all the other toys. You can tell though that he was originally supposed to die if you watch it. Because you don't really see him again after that. No, and then they the, just throw it. There's just a throwaway line that he's getting better. <laughs> I guess there was supposed to be a funeral, and then, like you said, they mentioned it's just like blank scenery after yeah. battle, and they're like, "Hey, dude came out of his coma." He but how much more him. weight would this movie have if they'd actually had the guts to do that? How could you? I guess people were writing in about uh, what's his face dying, Optimus Prime. What's his face? I that know. robot down the hall. <laughs> because I was trying to figure out, like, I don't remember Duke in any of the other ones. Like, yeah. I don't remember him in the in the eighty eighty nine versions. Yeah. So. All right. So before we give our scores, uh, that kid down the hall watched. Yes. This too, and he gave you a score. I'm very curious what he said. He gave us a uh, very Dave Port Portnier one slice score. He went a little bit outside of the box. He gave it a 4.8. Out of five? Out of out of five. So 4.8 Yojos out of five Yojos. Wow. I was really curious about that. How there's a lot of action in this. Mm-hmm. So that probably helps a lot, I would think. There's some lot of really neat, interesting characters. He, and that's kind of what you need as a kid, right? Yeah. Uh, he's also a very old soul when it comes to things. Like, well, I, look who his dad is. <laughs> yeah. He he sits there and watches uh, Give Me a Break with me. And uh, he is the only 12-year-old boy that I know in this time period that can sit down and watch a John Wayne movie. And okay, yeah, he's, he's, he's winning points with me. He, he was already my favorite kid in the first place. <laughs> he watched all of True Grit. Didn't. Oh, man do anything didn't like i mean you gotta get up and get a snack probably oh yeah 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 yeah. but other than that you know didn't like wander off or say hey turn this off why does this look like you know why does it well to crap to them because the time period was made in but yeah he was very uh that's really cool uh let me give my score first because i want you to have last word on this okay Um, all right i think this there's there were times at this that you could tell it was a uh, that it should have been episodes because there are times when there's not action and there's more action than not, but there are times when there's not action, like the training. Uh, I'm just thinking of the training sequence, for example, where it kind of does dra- uh, drag a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I did tune out for a minute where I had to rewind because I missed stuff because I was watching the training thing and I just kind of tuned it out. Uh, but when the action actually hits, it's really, really fun. It's just, a, it's a literal blast. Just watching these two sides fight each other, blowing stuff up. Uh, it gets really weird with the creatures and sci-fi stuff because I wasn't expecting that in a G.I. Joe thing. Uh, and I know there's a lot of parts that I really liked in this that are very funny to me that I'll go back and 
just think of immediately like a knuckle massage. But that opening theme, I'm not even kidding, is a real highlight of all the stuff we've done this year. That might be one of my absolute favorite things we've that I've ever got to experience. I've forgotten how great this theme is. It is incredible. Oh. Go out of your way to at least, at the very least, listen to this theme. It's crazy good. The theme itself was a 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, or a 5 out of 5 Yo Joes. The whole thing together. I'm going to give this. I really enjoyed it. I liked it more than I thought I would. I'll go ahead and say that too. I was I was expecting for this to come in and this be like my version of Mac and me <laughs> in a way. But it's not that. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. I still like the the Transformers movie better, mm-hmm. uh, but I am a more of a Transformers guy in the first place. But I'll give this. I think this deserves a three and a half out of five Yojos. I really, really like this a lot. I would not be against watching this again later on, and uh, I'm. Not even kidding. I'm going to be listening to that theme again and again and again. Absolutely adored that theme. What it about you? you up. I That's love great. this. Uh, the theme always stands out. That's always the first thing I think of whenever I think of G.I. Joe the movie. Uh, the Slaughterhouse was always cool to see Sergeant Slaughter and his little, and even with his little tank as he goes in the battle. Uh, the whole story with Falcon is kind of like, it was fun especially now as you're an adult, like as a kid, you were like, oh, you're a complete mess up. Oh, I don't like this guy. And then, but as an adult, you kind of just like laugh as we did throughout everything where you're like, wow, you are super, super crappy. <laughs> uh, like I said before, this is the second movie that I bought behind Transformers, the movie when it came to animation toy properties. I I love this. I mean, I watch it, I would have to say once a year. Because it's like a good Fourth of July Veterans Day type movies. I, I can see that. Can't really deal with too many war movies, but I can deal with GI Joe the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still love it as a kid. I loved it as a kid. Still love it as an adult. It's a four point five. Yo Joe is on mine because Transformers movie is a five, but this. It it has its flaws, like you said. It drags. It it seems like it kind of forces the new trainees on you in a way where it does all of a sudden Transformers the movies. They're like these people always existed. These all yeah, but you also got to think of it always existed. As an adult, we can look back at that and say, well, they're they're wanting to bring in new toys. Is what you yeah. think immediately? But as a kid, I'd be like, who are these new guys? <laughs> yeah, I was. I couldn't tell you any other name. I think I had Law. That was the only new guy that I had. But yeah. uh but not his dog. Oh, he came with order. Oh, he better come with order. You know, Law is always with order. Yeah, that was the only one that we had. But though, uh, j- so just seeing the other new science fiction thing was kind of cool. Even though they never did go back to the whole Cobra Law thing, was cool because Globius was a really cool toy because his tail bent. And everything and now oh yeah nemesis enforcer but this always stands out in my mind as one of like the great animation toy properties movies that i've ever seen and well i will say even between the three of us counting your son that the 1987 gi the movie is nostalgia funhouse approved i would have to say so yeah i really enjoyed this this was a great fun time and it's only an hour and a half doesn't overstay its welcome no you know us Yep, that's a, that's a godsend for me and you. So, <laughs> but that's only, it. We've done only it. Blue Chew lasts longer than the movies that we watch. That's right. Yeah, Blue Chew. Make sure you get your hands on some Blue Chew, and uh, you'll have yourself a great old snow job. Now, uh, that's uh, if you if you're enjoying this uh, this show, make sure you check us out where we get your podcast. Uh, check out all the social medias where Andrew does an incredible job of running that. From the Facebook group to the Instagram, join those. We have a growing community there, especially on Facebook. So make sure you go there and check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of fun coming up. Also, real quick, uh, when this comes out, I think Thanksgiving will already happened. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we hope you had a safe and happy, awesome Thanksgiving. Um, uh, make sure uh, you check out the YouTube channel as well. We're doing some fun stuff over there. Yeah, we uh just started top five. I did top five discontinued snack foods. 
and we got a sponsor that doesn't know that they're a sponsor until I record with them, and then I'm just going to tell them that they're my sponsor, and that's Eat Slip Eat Sleep List, because I feel weird making a list with not including them, because they do a really great job on lists. Yeah, yeah, so make sure you check them out, too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's it. Good. Uh, I do recommend this movie. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, the whole thing's on YouTube. Uh, go check it out. Uh, we got a lot of fun coming up uh, in the as the holiday month uh, just approaches us quickly here. Oh yeah, we got a lot, a lot of fun stuff coming. So. I think Johnny next episode, check it out because I put a little twist on Johnny's idea, and I think it's going to be painful for him. I think we're he, gonna we're gonna find out how he, I do. I because uh, he has to blind rank so not tier not tier where you're like okay well you can multiple f tiers no he has to blind rank pop culture santa claus and i picked yeah. the 10 he has no idea who i picked this is going to be amazing because he is going to have sleepless nights i have a feeling yeah yeah and which is really bad because santa claus knows when i'm sleeping yeah and well he knows you know when, when I'm you're awake. awake yeah so so you better be uh, just uh just santa. fyi uh fyi uh the santa claus on rudolph is a complete a hole, uh, but <laughs> well, I guess with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, yo, Joe.